It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Wednesday, hump day, hump day. It is Wednesday, September 21st. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage, John Spears in studio. I had to go to the bullpen today, changing the lineup. Tony Burke is not here. He'll be here tomorrow. For all of you Tony Burke listeners, he's got his own entourage. <laughs> he's got a bunch of li- – is Tony on? Well, I'm, I'm changing the station. Don't change the station because Ed Peak has showed up to take Tony Burke's place in studio. How are you today, Edward? I'm good. I'm real good. I'm raring do you, to go. Do you have a posse? Do you have an entourage that uh, listens to every word you say besides mm, Patricia? No. no. Oh, that's one person who does oh. definitely doesn't listen to oh, things. Oh, I'm shocked. Uh, no. M&M Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450. To join in on the conversation, Thornton's text line open as well, 414-1450. Don't forget, Summer Cash Bash continues at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member will win $10,000 all summer long. The grand prize is a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter, that's not all. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, large Doritos, Bud Light 12-packs, many, many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. Not a Refreshing Rewards member? Become one today. Text REWARDS to 803-13. And hit me up and hit Ed up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Kevin Wallace, head coach of St. X Football. Will join me in about 15 minutes. Tigers and Shamrocks in the rivalry, the Army, what do they call that thing every year? They do a great rivalry series. They'll be out there, the U.S. Army, again this week, and it's a St. X Trinity Cardinal Stadium, 8 o'clock Friday night. We'll be on the air here on the Big X, 745 with the pregame as now, the Tigers and Shamrocks renew the rivalry. It's the battle, and let me say this correctly. Say it right. I have to do it slowly. For the Irish shillelagh. Shillelagh is correct. Hey, there you go. Shillelagh is correct. Uh, enough the of those, the enough Loyal of those. Order of Hibernians gives the winner the shillelagh. They get a little charm on it that uh, get, puts the score on there, and they keep it at the school for the entire year. St. X has it after a 35-28 win in the regular season over Trinity Last uh, last year, Texture says it's Peaky Day Wednesday. Well, we know who that is. I don't know who that is. I is know that your that nephew? Is. Yes, it's my nephew. Uh, we're not gonna. We're not gonna. Su- gonna say he's lo- lo- he gave we're not gonna check. support the business. Did he give you the check? <laughs> I cashed right. it. Well, tell him to come out. over here and cut the grass <laughs> over here at the big guy. Justin, we need somebody to cut the grass, right? <laughs> I'll uh, I'll let him meet me if that's what he wants. Uh, that's, yeah, there that's you fine. Go. If, that's, yeah. if that's what it takes to get the grass, he cut. said, "If I could beat Scooter Dingus, that would make yeah. my day." And Scooter Dingus is here. So uh, Ed's nephew, come on, Zach, is it? Come Zach, on over. Yeah, yes, Bring sir. your lawn equipment. Uh, you cut the grass for free, and you get a, <laughs> a meet and greet with Scooter Dengus. Come he, on. He, he loves uh, Roush and uh, – Do it. And what's his name in the morning? TJ, yeah. Yeah, TJ. Uh, yeah, I call him what's his name, too, all the time. Um, by the way, 96 <laughs> degrees today. Maybe you don't want to come today. 78 for a high tomorrow. That's your meteorological report for the day, fall is just about here, Ed. I love this time of year, I, I and I love well. football this time do, of year. I do as well. And I I'll probably really love it Friday night because Louisville plays an early game Saturday. It looks like I might be out on the camera deck uh, well, calling the game. Are you just going to stay the night? I might. 
I'm going to be there Saturday anyway. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe do some janitorial services, clean up Section 128. Maybe I'll volunteer to clean up Section 218 or that, something that, like that. That would be good. I think that's good. All right, we'll, uh, we'll talk with Kevin Wallace about the upcoming game Friday night against the Trinity Shamrocks. Um, I got a few other questions to ask him. He's a huge NASCAR fan. He's a huge Atlanta Braves fan. Oh, he's uh, riding high, baby. So he's, he's riding high after the World Series last year, and the uh, Braves are tied for first. They're a game back, but tied in the loss column right now with the Mets. The Mets and Braves aren't losing. Mets have won six in a row. Braves won five in a row. But. However, it says. The Braves have clinched a playoff spot. Well, yeah, they, we, we knew the Braves were going to the playoffs in early May, didn't we? And I think the Reds have clinched at least a fifth or sixth place finish in a six, in a in a, in a five time in a five uh, yeah. team league. Reds lose to Boston last night. Did you watch uh, any of that? No, I was at the Bats game. Red Sox won three to one last night in Cincinnati. Look, they've got to wear the nineteen seventy five uniforms. Now I, that's just grumpy old man talking, but that's you, an embarrassment to the nineteen seventy five Red Sox Reds, who are neither one going to make the playoffs this year. When they play, they should always wear the 1975 uniforms, right? Yeah. Am I wrong on that? Uh, they gotta wear them. The uh, the the C on the left breast there. That was a great with series the, with uh, Mr. Red running in the middle of the C. Yeah, the Red Sox with just Boston in the script over the gray jerseys. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to Boston tell you, wore blue jerseys last night. That's I, not the Red Sox. I'm, I'm going to tell you something, and I was a lot younger then, obviously. Obviously, uh, growing up, I started to be a Reds fan. My grandfather always tuned the Reds. Uh, a guy by the name of Jim McIntyre did the game. Uh, Falstaff Brewing Company was a sponsor. They is, are you talking it. radio, Jim McIntyre? Yes, radio. So this is Jim pre Al Michaels. Pre Al Michaels, and just after, uh, his sponsor was Udipole Beer. Grab a Udi, the, the guy before him, and it'll come to me in a minute. But anyway. Dave Bristol was the manager, and my grandfather goes, the Reds just called up this catcher they think is going to be pretty good. And I go, who's that? He goes, Johnny Bench. I was going to guess Bill Plummer. <laughs> no, it wasn't Bill Plummer. <laughs> 1968, Pete Rose was on the scene playing left field and Crosley Field and the terrace out there. And Dave Bristol was the manager. And for some reason in 1969, uh, they got rid of Dave Bristol, and in yep. comes the spark. I remember that. I was five years old when they fired Dave Bristol. I was very upset. I, I, <laughs> I, back then, there was no email. I sent a letter to Dave the Dave Bristol was not a bad manager. He went on and, and managed the Braves for a while. I and, think they uh, got the right guy, though. Oh, without a Hall of Famer. Do you think you could have managed that team to a world championship? Maybe. Perez, Morgan, Concepcion, Rose, Foster, Geronimo, Griffey Sr., who was just Griffey at the time. Bench, uh, not a great pitching staff, but Don Gullett, Pedro Borbone uh, out of the bullpen. Uh, Gary you, Nolan. Do you uh, think you could have rolled the ball out and won a title? Well, I've I think done, you could have. I think I, we all could have. I'd have done well. Did you know that they beat? They were in the National League West back then. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of. Think about that. A little strange. Uh they won the National League West over the Dodgers, who were really a good team, yep. starting with Garvey, Lopes, uh, Russell, Say. Uh, Baker, Dusty. Uh, the Penguin at third. The Penguin at third. Uh, they won the West 
by over 20 games in 1975. Reggie Smith in right field? Reggie Smith. Steve Yeager? A great. Yeah, it was a great team. A great. And they had great pitching with Don Sutton and those guys. They were no match for the Reds, though. The Reds had, I think they had a 20 game. They won it by 20 games, I think. Well, they they won over 100 games, yeah. first of all. Uh they won I didn't know we were getting in the Wayback Machine, but this I could talk about this all day. You know who was a second-string shortstop utility infielder? Doug Flynn. Doug Flynn. Doug got Flynn. Got him off a softball field Kentucky in Lexington. Kentucky boy. Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, Ed Armbrister off the bench. Marv Rettman. Dan Dreesen could have been the starting first baseman for any other team in the league. Here's a name you probably don't remember. Bob Bailey. Sure pinch I Pinch hitter extraordinaire. Sure I do. Bob Bailey. Wow. Bob Bailey. Gary Nolan. Uh, Bill Plummer. Fred, Fred Norman. Fred Norman. Uh, Fred no, Norman, uh, the uh, left-hander. Norman. Uh, uh, they had Eastwick in the bullpen and McEnany. Rollins, Jackson, Eastwick the third. Well, I called him Raleigh. We were tight. <laughs> but they had Will McEnany on that yep. team. I know Tony yeah. Burke played in a game in Florida against Will McEnany. And he played really? for MABA, the, the amateur baseball out here in Louisville. They went down to Florida playing Will McEnany. He, he played against Will McEnany. He actually came through here one year in the early to mid-'80s uh, with the Braves organization. I think he was at Richmond, and he had you know fallen down a little bit uh, and wasn't the same uh, when they played the Redbirds one year. And uh, I remember him being on the team and you know kind of reminiscing a little bit. But, uh, boy, I tell you, those were great teams. And I tell you what, there were a lot of – there were a lot of great teams in the in in baseball then. You didn't have quite have expansion like it is now. Uh, I don't think you had Toronto then. You you did have Montreal, uh, but gosh, there was the Yankees were good for a time. The Dodgers were really good. Cardinals uh, were always good. The the Cardinals, Cardinals have always been good. Sometimes they're great, but they're always good. Rick Bosich and I were talking about that at uh, at the Louisville football game on Saturday. He said, man, it's a culture with them. It's absolutely a culture. The two, the two organizations, well, actually, it's really three, that come to mind when you think about organizations that are there for the long haul are Yankees, Dodgers, Cardinals. Yep, and they're all going to be in the playoffs this year. Uh, Yankees, speaking of the Yankees, Aaron Judge hit number 60 last night to lead off a ninth inning in which the Yankees scored five runs to come back and beat the Pittsburgh Pirates 9-8. to They trail 8-4 going to the bottom of the, of the ninth. But the big story was the Aaron Judge 60th home run. He needs two more to become the all-time American League home run hitter. He'll pass former Yankee Roger Maris if he does get to 62. He's got 17 games left. I, obviously, I think he doesn't. If he gets to 62, Edward, do you consider him as an old-school guy the home run, the single season home run hitting champion, not Barry Bonds, not Sammy Sosa, no, not Mark McGuire. I can't go that route. Uh, can't do it. They hit seventy. I don't agree with the, how they did it. McGuire and 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 uh, Bonds. I I don't agree with them taking the the juice, the steroids. But no, I it, it's in the books. You got it. You got to go with the guys that are there. Uh, I'd like to know I, how many Bonds would have hit in that year. The year he hit seventy three. If he a if he wasn't on steroids. But B, if he'd gotten pitched to, he walked 180 times that season. I don't know if he'd have hit 70. Think about that. I don't know if he'd have hit 73, but I'll bet you he'd have hit, hit 60. If he'd have, if he had been on steroids and gotten pitched to, he might have hit 100 home runs. Yeah, we don't want that. Now that he hit, I mean, 180 walks. 
Yeah. I don't care what you're on. 73 homers when you get walked 180 times is unbelievable. And here again, it just goes back to, well, Pete Rose is not in the Hall of Fame because yep. he bet on baseball. Yep. Barry Bonds is not in the Hall of Fame because of the steroids. Uh Mark McGuire, McGuire. Sammy, Sammy Sosa doesn't get a sniff. No. Roger Clemens. Robert, Roger Clemens. One of the great pitchers of our time. Seven Cy Young Awards. Not in the Hall of Fame. But um, he cheated. Um, yeah. I, I, it's I'm, hard. I'm, I'm, I'm on both sides of the It's fence hard for me that. to get past two words. They cheated. They che- Yeah, I agree. I, no, I, I And agree. you can say everybody was doing it. Everybody. Well, all you want. Yeah. You can say that all you want. Okay, well, then none of them should be in the Hall of well, Fame because they were all cheating. I got a question. When we leave here and we go down the street and everybody runs that red light down there and, and hits hits somebody. No, I don't. I promise I run that red light. <laughs> <laughs> no, Scooter I Dingus, I do. <laughs> Jeffersonville Police, we are located on Magnolia Drive here. Clark <laughs> County Sheriff's Office, hey, to, have your cars ready. <laughs> to add injured insult, I don't stop at that stop sign either. And I know John Spears doesn't stop yeah. at that stop the sign. The first one when we leave here? Yeah. I know you don't. I, I've seen I've never you roll seen through a, that I've so never many seen times. a car on that street. Never. <laughs> well, I, I stopped there one time, and a guy came, came over to me and said, it's a $2 toll to get through. <laughs> Mets and Braves win again last night. As I mentioned, uh, they're, they're tied in the loss column. How important is it to be the National League East champion and get that by? I think it's critical. I really do. Uh, First of all, well, if you don't get the by – you have a three-game series at home. Oh, that's fine. Anybody can win a three-game series. Yeah, true. I don't care who it is. If the Detroit Tigers were playing the Mets and the Mets were pitching DeGrom and the Mets were pitching Scherzer, the Detroit Tigers could beat one of those guys one time Agreed. and win the game Agreed. three and, and, and beat them in the but series. But even though it's only one game, I just get the feeling that this is the Mets year. The Mets have been – Clawing and, and knocking on yeah. the door, and they do have a, a good manager. They now. were down four nothing last night in Milwaukee and uh, won seven to five. Lindor hit a grand slam. I'm sitting there thinking, oh, okay, here we go. The Braves are finally going to take over first place by themselves here. And uh, nope, not so fast, my friend, as uh, Lee Corso would say. <laughs> well, Lindor hits know, a grand slam, and the Bre- that's a tough loss for the Brewers. Or two games back in the wild card, the Phillies were getting beat eighteen eleven. By the, uh, I think it was a football game against Toronto last night. So Milwaukee had a chance to gain a game, and they they blew it, man. They they flat out blew it. All right. Well, uh, how many teams get in now? Six, six playoff. You get teams? Uh, six from each side. Yeah, six. Each, okay, six, twelve total. Dodgers, yep. they're in. Yep. Padres are out. I think they've been eliminated. No, no, no. They're they're in they're, the wild card. Hunt. They're in the wild Absolutely. card. Absolutely. And they got a big win over St. Louis. They're last not year. going anywhere. Okay. You got Dodgers, Mets, Braves, Cardinals. Cardinals. After that, I really it doesn't matter to me. But right now, it's uh, San Diego and Philadelphia. Right now, either one of those aren't going. And Milwaukee's anymore. still got a shot. Neither one. American of those. League, you got Yankees, Astros. They're both going to get buys. You got the Indians, who by the way put a dagger in the White Sox last night. A ten well, seven five games now. Ten right? seven eleven inning victory. It's a three game series, and White Sox needed to win all three. And at home, and they lose last night, ten seven and eleven innings. I thought I thought I heard Rick Bozich crying. He probably is. Yeah. He's not happy right he now. He is. He's, he doesn't he live walking his dog yeah, this morning. He was he was cursing the Cleveland was, Guardians. I might yeah, have he, called him Indians. <laughs> the Guardians. He wasn't so, wasn't happy. Cleveland's going to be in. Your wild cards are going to be Toronto and Tampa right now. Ah, that's good. Uh, I like that. Along that's... with Seattle. 
Those will be your three wild card teams. Yeah. As of now, the other team, Baltimore's close, but they lost last no, night. I don't think they have a chance. It's going to be Baltimore. But, yeah, I, uh, I'm going to ask you this. Make it quick. we got to take a break. Okay. Is Aaron Judge of the Yankees the greatest player? And I kind of look at baseball wow. in 20-year increments and 20-year whatever. Is he the greatest player of that uh, He's era? the greatest player of this season. Okay. Now, he's going to be a free agent, by the way. He's a West. He was born West Coast. West Coast. Grew oh, don't up. tell me he's going to West the Coast Dodgers. guy. Don't he's tell a West me he's Coast going guy. to the Dodgers. When the Yankees offered him the contract, he turned it down without a counteroffer. He didn't say no, but I'll take this. He just said no. He bet on himself, and now he is going to get a chunk of money at the end of the season. Will the Yankees be the ones to pay it? Does he even want to stay in New York? Well, can, That's the can, question. Can't they just give him part of Queens and all of Brooklyn? He owns all of the whole. He owns the whole city right now. I mean, you don't want Queens. That's where the Mets are. You know what would be? I hope LeBron's, it, does, I, I hope it doesn't Brooklyn. happen. Uh, Maybe a little Manhattan. Mets Yankees would be very interesting. It'd be fun. It'd be interesting. It'd I be hope fun. it doesn't happen. I will right, we'll take a break. NBA news coming up. Uh, UK football schedule is out for next year. We'll talk about that. But after the break, Kevin Wallace, head coach of Saint X, will join me. Listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Apple. Welcome back to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Ed Peak is here with me. Bats beat Nashville last night 10 to 5. They'll be on the Big X again tonight, 635. First pitch, 6.05 pregame with Nick Curran and Jim Kelch. The uh, third in a six-game series final homestand of the year. So get out and see the Louisville Bats. You might want to wait a day because uh, the weather's going to be much, much nicer after this 96-degree oven we're in in late September today. Let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline, bring in Coach Kevin Wallace, head man of St. X Football. How you doing today, Coach? Doing very well, John. You? I'm doing good. Uh, do you sleep this week? How, how, how's sleep going, after, especially after a loss? Sleep's going fine. Uh, you know, we're, we're, um, we're disappointed in losing on Friday. And, uh, you know, the, the big thing is you, you just don't want to waste the failure. We make sure that you come back in and learn, repair, and improve. And I think uh, the mindset of our players and staff has, has been just that, um, like the way we practice to – Came in this morning, got a 6 a.m. practice in because we knew that we were probably going to get heat indexed out today if we didn't. And uh, so we've kind of got our hay in the barn. Uh, we'll go through our walkthroughs tomorrow and be ready to go. What was the closest thing uh, when you were at Bowling Green to the St. X Trinity rivalry that you were involved in? Well, I'd say if you go back um, the early part of the time that I was there, one Central had uh, outstanding teams. Um, Matter of fact, I think that uh, when we won the, st- the state championship in 2011, that Fort Central was probably the best team we beat during the playoffs. And, and obviously, we're in the same district. And I think those type of robberies are a little different uh, than the St. X Trinity robbery, just simply because the game has district implications or the game had, you know, immediate yeah. ties to playoff implications. This is just truly a, a different kettle of fish because it is. It is the primary sporting event for the Catholic community inside the city of Louisville and uh, takes on a life of its own. Uh, it's more than just a football game. When you took this job, 
Uh, am I right when I I try to recollect? You never lived outside of Warren County. Is that correct? No, I never. No, not one. Not one minute. So the first um, game I, you played against Trinity, regardless of the fact that you won the game, what's your biggest memory take away from that? Just as a high school coach, um, being in this state for so long and and knowing that that is is the game of focus for everybody in the state and and always wanting to see that game, John. I, I always wanted to have a chance to come up here and view the the St. X Trinity game. And so the first time I ever got to see it, I got to be involved in it. So uh, that was a neat deal. Obviously getting an opportunity to win was a neat deal. And, um, you know, it's it, the, everything that goes on with the game, not just in the school, but the events that, that are around it and the fact that it's a whole week of St. X Trinity stuff with your JV, your freshman, your soccer games. And it, it's, just, uh, it's just a neat, neat atmosphere around the school. I'm sure it's a neat atmosphere around the communities in terms of the Catholic community. And, um, you know, we're blessed. We're blessed that we get to go in and compete in front of the number of people who are going to see us play on Friday night. Tomorrow you got salute to the game, right, at the Galt House, like a, a, a brunch kind of thing where you and Coach Cobb will get up and, and some of the players, too, make some comments. What's that like? Yes, sir. It's neat. And, it's you know, you get to raise a lot of money for the Catholic Education Foundation and, uh, it, it's. I think it's an awesome deal that you can use the game as a reason to bring people together to raise money, so uh, so folks have an opportunity uh, to enjoy Catholic education in this community. Talking to Kevin Wallace, head coach Saint X, as the Tigers prepare for their annual rivalry game Friday night against Trinity Cardinal Stadium, eight o'clock. We'll be on the air here on the Big X at seven forty-five with the pregame. Have you ever had a team that you knew, I just need to get out of the way, I can roll the ball out there, and this team's going to win everything? Uh, I, you know, you're supposed to say no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell me the truth, though. Uh, the truth is probably 2013, that's kind of how I felt about our team. As long as you, is, is we kept the chemistry right and we stayed healthy, you know, I knew that in 13 that we were probably going to be better than everybody else was in 5A. And, um you know, I, I'm not sure that, that I'll ever get to enjoy that again, uh, simply because in, in 6A, it's a, it's a different level of football. You're always going to have people that are good enough to compete with you. And I think that, um, you know, I, I like our team. I really like our culture right now. I like, I like how our guys are going about their business. I didn't like the way we finished the last 10 minutes of the game the other night, but uh, I, I'm going to look at that as an aberration, John, and rather than, than what our team's all about and, um, I, I think that we're going to come back and give a great effort on Friday. I think that the goals that we have as a football team still exist. Uh, that didn't change Friday night. And um, um, I'm looking forward to getting back out on the field on Friday and have this team have an opportunity to compete. Would you rather be favored in a game or underdogs in a game if the two teams, we'll just call them, say they're equal? Would you rather be favored or underdog? Because – I feel like you enjoyed that state championship last year because nobody thought outside of the St. X community that you were going to beat Mayo. Well, there's there's nothing better in athletics than being able to do something that nobody thinks you can do. I mean, that, that's a special feeling. And, um, you know, in terms of, of always wanting to be an underdog, I don't always want to be an underdog because I want to build a program that other people fear a little bit. 
Um, I, I want them to, to have a knowledge that, you know, St. X is getting their program to a point to where they're going to expect to win every, every game. And, and I hope that we're there. I hope that our guys go on the field thinking that they can beat anybody. And it doesn't always necessarily become, you know, the fact that that's going to happen. But uh, I do think we've gotten to that point, and we've got to build on that. We want to be that way every year. You mentioned this earlier. Uh, this is a big game for the alumni, but really the game against Manuel in, in two weeks is a bigger game. Right? The game against Manuel has very serious implications this year more than ever before because we're going to the sister districts in the playoffs. Right. It's, mm. Whoever loses the game between St. X and Manuel, in all likelihood, is going to have to play May on the second round of the playoffs. That makes the playoff road a whole lot tougher. So that's a huge game uh, in two weeks. Talking to uh, Kevin Wallace, head coach St. X football. How many NASCAR tracks have you been to? Can you count oh, them? God. Can you count Man, them? It would take a while to count. Um, What's your favorite most one? Most of them are obviously in, in this half of the country. I haven't been anywhere out west. Yeah. But I've been to uh, Charlotte, and Bristol, Daytona, Indy, uh, Michigan, Talladega. Um, never been to Richmond. Want to go to Richmond. Want to go to Martinsville. So, and, and I've obviously been to Nashville and, and the old Kentucky Speedway. You have a favorite? Bristol. Bristol. Wow. Not Daytona. I love Daytona. Um, and, it, and it's a very close, you know, it's a very close type of, of, of debate there. But in terms of just watching the race, I'd rather be a Bristol. Uh, Kevin Ed Peak, uh, a quick question here. Who's your favorite driver? And let me ask you a quick, you alluded to class football. Uh, you won, I know, multiple class 5A championships at Bowling Green. Do you like the six-class system, or is it too many? And the reason I, I say that. I believe there's only 36 or 38 in 6A, and there's about the same as you go down each class. Yeah, I, I have a little different thought process on all this. I don't mind the number of classes. I just think we, that our districts are too small. I, I think that we Agreed. make it very difficult for, for good teams to schedule. Um, I, I would like to see us play out of regions like Ohio, like Tennessee does. Um, I'm probably one that goes opposite, Ed, in that I, I really believe that you should probably take the 16 largest schools in the state and have a, a very, very small class because, in all honesty, the teams that are in the bottom of 6A very, very rarely have a realistic chance of winning a state championship. I agree. I agree. And, and, I, and I, I think that we would have a much more competitive situation maybe if you only had 16 teams in A, the 16 smallest schools in the state, and 16 teams in, in 6A, the 16 largest teams in the state, and then you would have larger groups in those other four classes. Because anytime you get into having, let's say you just have four classes, all you're doing, Ed, is you're putting a lot more schools in that 4A class, and realistically, they're not going to have a very good opportunity right. to win a state right. championship That's a good point. when they're in with, with so many really large schools that, that have uh, such a tradition as, as some of the schools here in Louisville have. Who's your NASCAR guy or gal? Well, I, you know, it's kind of hard to say now. Um, you know, I, I grew up a Richard Petty fan when I was a little boy. I kind of morphed into a Daryl Walter fan because my dad raced and, and, and my dad went to races in Nashville. So I saw Daryl Walter race from the time, you know, he was beginning on the Nashville short tracks when he was 
racing at the old Nashville Speedway. And uh, as, as time goes along, you know, you, you kind of morph into who you kind of like, who you who you kind of follow. And I'm still kind of a Chevrolet guy, so the Hendrick drivers are, are probably the guys that I follow the most. Hmm. Good answer. I thought he was going to say Austin Dillon. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Oh, no. Um, Maybe because he's a Braves fan. Are you able to follow the Braves this week? I know you're a huge Braves fan. Apologist is what I like to call you. But I, When I got home last night, first thing I did was well, I watched uh, practice film while I was eating dinner, and then I watched the Braves. Did you uh, happen to check in on the Metropolitans last night? Because uh, they had a nice I, little I knew the come from behind win. came back and Lindor hit a grand slam to put him in the lead. So, uh, Which you know, team I, loses I, I, a game first, the Mets or the Braves? Because they, they don't seem to be able to lose right now. You know, I've never seen two teams absolutely dominate the teams they're supposed to beat like they have in the last month. Um, but neither one of them tend to lose to the Nationals or the Pirates or folks like that. It's yeah, been, don't say Cubs. You better not say Cubs because <laughs> I, I was nice to you. my Cubs nice swept to you. the Mets, if you remember. You're welcome. They did us a favor. They did us a favor. How, how but, important know, do you I, think I, it is to win the division with, oh, the, with the playoff important. format the way it is? It's, it's extremely important because you get to stay away from the Dodgers. Good point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, real quick, how, how long do you watch practice film? Two hours a night, three hours a night? It, it just depends on, uh, especially if we're installing things that are new, mm. uh, that you really want to make notes on and get the notes to your kids. And, um, you know, you also go back and, and, you know, I'll probably stop this tonight. Tonight will be the last time I really watch Trinity. Um, and I have a habit sometimes on Thursday nights of, of beginning to watch the next team, mm. uh, just to kind of, you know, make notes and start my scouting reports and stuff like that. So, um, I like film. I enjoy that. I enjoy watching tape. I don't view that as part of my job. I just view that as something that I enjoy doing because it, it, it's such a, it's such a teaching mechanism. Uh, I'm a much better teacher on film than I am on the field. Mm. Coach, uh, good luck this Friday. You know I'm pulling for you, and uh, we'll see you soon. Appreciate your time as always. Good luck. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Head Coach Kevin Wallace of uh, St. X Tiger Football, Tigers and Trinity, renew their rivalry this Friday night, 8 o'clock, Cardinal Stadium. Tony Burke and I will be on the air right here on the Big X pregame at 745. St. X won last year's game 35-28 en route to the 6A state championship. The Rocks are three and two. They lost to Mail last week. The Tigers are three and one. They lost to Elder last week. So you got a couple of teams, Ed, coming in here off of losses that are uh, going to be like caged animals. Well, <laughs> they certainly they certainly want to win this game. You know, I always uh, enjoyed when they were at the old place uh, at the old old Cardinal Stadium. One set of fans were on one side, obviously one on the other, and one team would come out of that first base dugout and they'd come. Charging out on the field, yeah, right out and of the about thirty yeah. seconds. Here comes the other, you know. And at that moment, it's just so neat to see, and everybody is so excited. You know, doesn't matter how the game turns. Well, it matters to the fans, but it's just that one about minute and a half where the thing just explodes. It's really neat. Bigger crowd this week: Saint X Trinity or Louisville South Florida? Oh, you would have to put me on at that. both games at Cardinal Stadium. No, I think Louisville and, 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 and yeah, South Florida will have a, f- a few more. Uh, 
I don't know how many more, but they'll have a few more. We'll recap the Louisville uh, loss to Florida State after the break. Hey, a little yeah. breaking news before the break. Yep. Uh, Suns owner Robert yeah, Sarver writes in that. part, he is seeking buyers for the Suns and Mercury. Yeah, that's a good move by Robert Sarver. Get out of that spotlight because right now it's not a good spotlight for you. And when the second in command says, hey, you need to sell the team, you might want to start listening. Uh, we got enough to get get together to buy this team. You think? No. No. Okay. No. Well, you got to buy the Mercury too. Yeah. You don't just get the NBA team. It's a, but it's a deal. You get a yeah. deal. Ed. We can't even afford the Mercury, Ed. <laughs> Scooter's even. not going to be able to afford his traffic tickets after this show. I today. can't <laughs> afford to stop at White Castle and Jeff. Uh, oh, come on! You come in here every day with a Chick Fil A cup. <laughs> you're, you're doing just fine, my friend. All right, we'll take a break. Come back some NBA news, mm. not just the Robert Sarver stuff, and we'll check out Kentucky's football schedule for next season. We're not even halfway through this season yet. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cardage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cardage. John Spears, Ed Peak in studio. Final segment. Eminem Cardage Hotline is open, 384-1450. If you'd like to make a quick comment on the air, 384-1450. Just keep it clean. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your last-minute text into the show at that number, 414-1450. Buzz texts in, great show today, glad I'm back in town. That dude is on more vacations than anybody (laughs) I've ever seen in my life. Manuel, by the way, has an undefeated Seneca team coming in this week. They're not going to be undefeated undefeated after this week. Undefeated Crimsons and the undefeated Red Hawks. At uh, Dupont Manual Stadium, that, I think Manuel, not necessarily the game of the week, but I think it's something to keep an eye on. Handle Seneca. So you look at Seneca's game. Not, not, not taking Manuel's the thing. Good. Not taking the thing away from from Seneca. Yep. Uh, they have not exactly played uh, murderers. No, role. they haven't. But five and O's, five and O's. Five and O's, five and O's. Motorola's, Motorola. Five and O's, five and O's. Now I know where you're going to be on Friday night. Yes. I know where Scooter's going to be. He's going to be, be at Jeff Jeffersonville. Jeffersonville versus Silver Creek, right, Scooter? My Creek. favorite place to be. About three minutes from my apartment. What channel are you on there this week? I believe ninety four seven, but hold off on that. WFIA ninety four point seven. And I'll be FM. at I'll be at Louisville, Holy Cross, for the battle of between. Ranked, Class A ranked, Holy Cross. Yes, and the Class A ranked, Providence upset of Charlestown Pioneers carrying the flag for the evening news. All right. I can't wait. I'm I'm excited. So what else can we promote for ourselves? Well, you can can go to U of L card game and get the latest. Get the latest Ed Peak uh, uh, updates. You might want to info. read. The, you might want to read the article I put up there. Uh, uh, Unless you're a Cardinal fan, then you might not. <laughs> well, no, I, I honesty is I, good. I asked. I asked my wife about that, and my wife and my family are the biggest Louisville fans that you could imagine. They said, "No, it's nothing wrong Buzz with telling just, the truth." Buzz just corrected me. It's Ballard, not Seneca. Oh, ba- Seneca oh, is undefeated. Oh. It's Ballard. Ballard's pretty good. Yeah, they're both good. Ballard's pretty good. They're both good. So thank you, Buzz. I yeah, appreciate Buzz. that. Uh, all right, some news and notes here. President Cup starts tomorrow. I don't know if you care. I know Ed doesn't care. Scooter Dingus couldn't give a, a left <laughs> left arm for this. I love 
the President's Cup and the Riders' Cup. The U.S. has won the last eight President's Cup. It's usually a mismatch. It's probably going to be a mismatch this time. They're playing at Quail Hollow down in Charlotte, and I cannot wait. I love me some match play golf. It's just the way I am. Golf Channel, NBC, Peacock all weekend long. I don't care what else is going on. I always watch the President's Cup and the Ryder Cup. Now, I, I do love the Ryder Cup. Same. I'm the, I'm the same way. I love the Ryder Why Cup. Why are you shaking your head at me? It, it, well, explain to us, John. Uh, so me and Ed both like the Ryder Cup. What's explain to us why we don't like What's the, the President's Cup. Because the Ryder Cup is, is Europe, and the President's Cup, the opponent is every other country ex- that's not in Europe. I think there's just something about beating Europe. Well, I think Europe, oh, absolutely. Has, Europe has strong golf. It's a much very strong. It's a golf. much better competition. There's right, no two ways right, about right. it. But I love them both. And I don't not know, equally, but I love them both. Did you make Valhalla? I like my children. Was, I love them both, just not equally. When it was here, I went when it was here. Yes, I, I missed that. I wish it was I fantastic. Had, I wish I had gone to uh, Boo Weekly. Is a name Kenny I, Perry, I would have never that, known except for that Ryder Cup. That was Kenny probably Perry was great. Kenny Perry's greatest moment in golf. And John Holmes, J.B. Holmes, yep, yep. hit the the shot of the tournament on a par five to to sort of clinch it. Kenny Perry's a Kentucky guy, no? Franklin. Franklin, Franklin Kentucky. Kentucky. Yes, there sir. And so is uh, J.B. Holmes, played at the University of Kentucky. He's exactly. from Campbellsville. He was playing on his varsity high school golf team at, in second grade. That's a true story. He was playing varsity golf for Campbellsville High School when he was in second grade. That's incredible. You're kidding me. J.B. Holmes. Wow. Yeah, his name was John Holmes at the time. He tr- he changed it to JB for a certain reason. I understand. understand. Uh, texter, and I'm not you. Maybe you can tell me who's texting this, Scooter. John Scoots has a big move in his future. He says he's sentimental about leaving his apartment of four years. Any advice for saying <laughs> goodbye to our old buddy Justin? Hey, cut, the, rip the Band-Aid off, Justin. Leave everything you don't need. Walk out one time. I'm Just ready. walk out one time. I, I, was, I was telling my family earlier this week, we're planning our move for Saturday, that it's only going to be one load. One That's load. It. That's one it. Load. Leave behind anything yep. you don't need. Absolutely. Rip the Band-Aid off. Absolutely. We don't need tears. You don't need any tears in your life. Uh, Thursday, Steelers-Browns battle in the AFC North. That is 8-15 on Amazon Prime. You figured that one out yet, Amazon Prime? No, you figure it no, out, Ed? No, no, no. Steelers, Browns, eight fifteen. <laughs> both teams, Not one and one. It. It's Mitch Trubisky against Jacoby Brissett. I can't wait. Mike Evans, Tampa Bay wide receiver, suspension was upheld today, so he will miss this weekend's game against the Green Bay Packers after the incident involving Evans and uh, the New Orleans Saints this past Sunday. Uh, a game the Buccaneers won, but Tom Brady Will not have his favorite receiver, Mike Evans, this week. The Buccaneers did go out and pick up Cole Beasley to try to fill that void. They did not reach out to former Tom Brady love interest, Justin Edelman, which uh, sort of surprises Julian. me. Julian Edelman. I, I was looking at you, Justin. Or, or A.B., for that matter. Well, A.B.'s done. <laughs> but Julian Edelman said he wanted to play again, and the Buccaneers did not call one of Tom Brady's favorite receivers ever they decided to go with Cole Beasley. I find that is, very, is he still checking, very interesting. Is he still checking everything with Giselle? If he isn't, he should. Be. I don't even know if they're speaking right now. Oh, I don't gosh. even know if they're speaking. Oh. And if Giselle calls, Scooter put her right there because I am retired and I'm planning on staying retired. Gotcha. Uh, NBA news. Found out this uh, yes this weekend. It kind of went under the radar, but 2024 is going to be back to 18-year-olds going straight from high school to the NBA. And I don't know why it ever changed, 
But with NIL now and with the G League where players say, I'm going to take a year and play in the G League, why not let them go ahead and play in the NBA if they're good enough to play? And that's going to change the landscape of college basketball again because you're going to see these one-and-dones are going to be none-and-dones now again. They're going to go straight to the pros. Your thoughts? Don't like it. Um, I think college basketball has been hurt by the even the one-and-dones, the G League, all of that. Uh, I just think college basketball, well, first of all, you're never going to see, and I know you should never say never, but I'm going to say it, you're never going to see a, a domination of, of like a UCLA. My goodness, Florida won back-to-back not that long ago. You're yep. not going to see Early that. Early 2000s, yeah. You know, and I think, I think in the one college basketball magazine they already have, uh, which is, uh, is it Athlon? Or, no, it's Lindy's. Lindy's has Kentucky in the Final Four, which uh, I, I think that's a – but they have North Carolina number one. I don't think that North Carolina, Carolina – got everybody back except Brady Manick, who was a – Eighth-year senior, so yeah. he finally had to leave. But you know, uh, I, I think they filled that void in the transfer portal, so they're going to the, be loaded. Here's what the NCAA wants. Parity. Everybody yeah. wants parity. I don't I, – and I don't know how you stand on this, John, but I, I don't mind domination if it's good domination. I love greatness. I, I love right, watching exactly. greatness. Exactly. Now, UCLA's run, that was greatness. Yep. So, uh, What's John Calipari going to do? Because that is the year, coincidentally – that he will be eligible to take that advisor job in the U.K. athletic department and no longer have to coach? Or does he say, I'm going to figure out how to do it again in a different way and uh, I'm going to hang around for a few years and figure out a different way to win a national I, title? I, I don't know. I'm so far for, for from knowing that. And actually, of course, you, you, never, you talk to him all day and you never get anything out of him. Well, he never answers the question he never, you ask. He never, right, right. Him and Patino were really good uh, <laughs> about that. Uh, you'll never find out from him, but I got to think that he's about to, to the end of his rope uh, with Kentucky, and not for any particular it, money is not a problem. No, but uh, it's just the landscape changes, and you can't do the same things that you used to do. Kentucky does seem to keep improving all the other sports, athletic venues, and practice facilities, and not doing that for Cal, and I think he's getting a little bit tired I of it. I think he's a little ticked off at yeah. uh, Mitch. And that was the whole but, football school, basketball school comment. Again. It, it was it was born from the fact that they're not getting him a, a new practice facility that he's been asking for for a while, yet Kentucky football is getting more and more updates. I'll have to get some updates from uh, Kentucky Buds, Oscar Combs. There you and, go. Uh, Larry Vaughn, some of those guys. They're they're, they're the inside guys. Uh, By the way, speaking of Kentucky, their football schedule for next season is out. They're 4-0. I'm sorry, they're (laughs) 3-0. Hoping to be 4-0 after this weekend, but we already got next next year's schedule. Here are the first four games, Ed. Ball State at home, Eastern Kentucky at home, Akron at home, and at Vanderbilt. That's a pretty good start, I think. You got a pretty good shot of 4-0 there. The only difference in this year's schedule and in next year's schedule and this year's schedule is this. They play Alabama, Alabama. and not Ole Miss. Other than that, you're probably it's, looking at another – I'd be disappointed if they went less than 8-4. and four. Uh, Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to go 8-4. and 9-3. and three. Um, you, The middle four games, Florida at home, at Georgia – Missouri and Tennessee back to back at home. Well, you're not going to beat probably not going to be probably not going to beat Georgia. Nope. You're not going to beat Alabama unless they. I haven't gotten to Alabama yet. Uh, and you're probably not going to lose at Louisville. 
right? It could change, but you never know. So if you win the first four, which is Ball State, EKU, Akron, Vandy, and you you say Louisville at the end there. That's five. That's five, right? Without breaking a sweat. They go to South Carolina? They do. They finish up the last four at Mississippi State, Alabama at Kroger Field, at South Carolina, and at Louisville. The schedule toward the end gets uh, is is a little tough. Well, like this year, five road tough. games on the season. Three of the last four are on the road. Again, seven home games. Yep, eight this year. Eight this year. Yeah, crazy. But uh, yeah, eight and four, nine and three. I don't know why we're looking ahead. Will Levis is not going to be there. Chris Rodriguez is not going to be there. Some of those defenders are going to go Couch pro. Tim Couch is not coming Tim through Couch that door. Tim Couch is not coming through that Tim Duncan, as Rick Pitino would say, <laughs> is not coming through that door. Larry Bird, Robert McHale, Robert Parrish, they're not coming through that door. All right, what went wrong Friday night? we got a couple of minutes left here, Ed. Uh, Cards, Florida State. I'm worried about Saturday because Cards can't stop the run. Well, they can't tackle anybody. Yeah. Uh, and I wrote about this, and it was on Twitter, and I thought, you know, I can't pass this up. It showed a couple of defensive backs coming through on the backside, and they grab a running back by the shoulder and let go after about three seconds. And the defensive player, I'm not going to mention any names. Is it because they didn't want to get a horse collar? Or no, it's not because no? they didn't. Okay, get I'm, I'm playing devil's collar. advocate. Here. They just stopped, slowed down, and then quit running. And this happened several times. And here again, you're between a rock and a hard place. Uh, Satterfield said in his news conference on on Tuesday, yesterday, oh, I thought we played hard. And then he kind of goes a little bit further about five minutes into it and kind of contradicts himself. Well, we missed some tackles. We made a lot of mistakes, yeah. this, that, and the other, which is typical typical coach speak. Uh, you know, I'm not ready to pull the plug on, on, on Satterfield, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm like you, John. I am very concerned. And I'll tell you my pick here in a minute. All right. South Florida is a 13-and-a-half-point underdog. Correct. So I get 13-and-a-half points to get South Florida. You're going to take the Bulls and the points? I'm betting the house. I, I hope. I, I just hope you need the points. I just hope they can win the football game. <laughs> I don't even care about the spread anymore. Well, they can run the ball, which is a problem, and they throw it fairly they good. They can run it, and Louisville can't stop the run. That's a bad combination. There's the problem. Have you seen the new uh, display at Costco? You can buy Louisville football tickets off the off the rack at Costco now. Oh wow! Look at that. No yeah, way. I see that. Yeah. Two end zone south end zone tickets for sixty nine ninety nine. You're saving that, up to thirty two percent. That's way up high, right? That's the south end. So that is that's uh, the end. That's where the the deck downtown. is. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's away from downtown. South End. It doesn't matter. Louisville tickets are getting sold at Costco. Costco what? scooter. Yeah, it's a whole display. <laughs> well, what is my happening? Fam- my family. Sits Griffin in. Gonzalez from uh, Fox Forty One put the picture on Twitter. My family sits in the South End Zone. They're pretty good tickets. You can now buy Louisville football tickets at Costco. The uh, the tickets come in a l- nice little package that says two South End Zone tickets, sixty nine ninety nine. Save up to thirty two percent. Desperate well, times that, call for well, desperate measures. Does that mean you don't have to pay that? Uh, Ridiculous uh, uh, seat fee, seat or uh, where they charge you to, licensing uh, fee. Yeah, license yeah. to 
send the ticket to your phone? That I don't know. I remember, and, and Phoenix Hill Richard just texted me. You used to be, a, remember convenience stores? Oh, yes. They used to yes. be Thornton's, used to well, be convenience. that's how I got to going to Louisville. You, uh, you dollar. Filled, if you filled up a tank of gas back in the Bob Weber era, they give you two football tickets. Well, I used to pay a dollar. <laughs> Ride the bus out there and walk. You get a free Slurpee, too, as uh, Phoenix Hill Richard points out. <laughs> I mean, the tickets are great, but give me the Slurpee. <laughs> I'm mixing the grape and the orange and the cherry. I'm well, getting now, a little rainbow going there. Little football has come away since then. That is good stuff. Ed, I appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Thanks to Kevin Wallace, St. X, for uh, joining us as well. Tony Burke will join me in studio tomorrow. Apparently, he gets to pick whichever day he wants to come <laughs> in. Uh, and so the, the entourage will be right behind him. Thanks to Scooter on the other side of the glass. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. I heard it on the X.